Welcome to Rum Cake to Happiness, a podcast where we discuss topics that impact our mental health and well-being. I challenge you to see your potential, push yourself to create change, and to always spread love and kindness. I am your host, Carlene Ross, a certified life coach, author, and mental health advocate. Let's chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rum Cake to Happiness. I'm your girl, Carlene. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope that the winter is slowly wrapping up and that we can easily and very soon slide on in into the springtime. Um, Yeah, I hope everyone's doing good. So today we are on episode number six of 2022. And I have titled this um, episode, Common Complaints in Long-Term Relationships by Women. So this episode today is really for any woman out there who has ever been in a long-term relationship, whether it's now or whether it's in the past. Um, You know, if you're married and you are in a long-term relationship or if you are living common law, if you don't live together but you've been in a long-term relationship, Um, if you're divorced, if you're, you know, you have an ex, but you were in a long-term relationship, whatever the status is, if you have experience in a long-term relationship, then this is going to be very relatable to any of you. So a lot of therapists have done, um, you know, a lot of, um, surveys and they find commonality with the type of issues that women come to them with for therapy and whether it's, you know, they go for couples therapy with their husbands or if they go individually to discuss things and work on issues within their relationship. Um, We're talking heterosexual relationships. These are complaints that women consistently, globally, have about their husbands. And so I wanted to go through the list. There's actually six main things that are very consistent globally that women um, seek therapy for or just have an issue with that they have to deal with within their relationships. And, you know, when you think about long-term relationship, a woman, you know, we strive to have long-term relationships. We don't go into relationships really thinking, okay, well, you know, this guy at least if he lasts us a couple of months, we'll see what happens. We go into relationships kind of hoping that we're going to build on something and it's going to be a long-term relationship. So with that hope in mind, there's so many different things that come with a relationship from the beginning to the end or from the beginning to the continuance, right? And if you remember... um, I don't know if any guy, if any of you have listened to, I believe it was like episode number 16 of my season one, where we talked about the different stages of love. And I named six different stages of love in that episode. And of course, it starts with, you know, infatuation. When you're infatuated with each other, it's a great, lovely, bubbly feeling. Then it goes to um, realism, right? So you start to kind of pick up on things that maybe you didn't pick up on before that you weren't really aware of that may or may not be, you know, sweet or could be kind of irritating. And then you move on to the early attachment stage and then you move on to the trust and the loyalty. Then you become to be, um, have a really deep, 
you know, attachment, deep connection. And then the final stage being number six, being trying to keep things fresh and new. And so there's six different stages of love um, that we talked about. So when you think about all those stages, I mean, you have to, in your own mind, you have to kind of think about where you are in your own relationship. Um, And then from there, you have to consider all of the things that you have gone through with your partner, right? So sometimes things get a little bit stale. Sometimes, you know, we don't feel that desire and that chemistry and all of all of that stuff. You know, when you're further into the stages of a long-term relationship, it's not that you're not in love with your partner. It's not that you don't love him. It's just that you've gone through so many things together. You've hopefully grown together. You've experienced life together and events and different things. And your relationship is much deeper than maybe a physical relationship. And so because there are levels to love, there are levels to relationship. And sometimes we can just, you know, be very passive with a lot of things. Um, And Sometimes when you're passive with these things, it's not that we no longer need the attention. It's not that we no longer want to feel the way we did at the beginning of the relationship, but life happens, things get in the way. And so because we are not mindful or we're not purposeful about putting each other first, then a lot of things start happening, which can trigger issues in the relationship. Hence, you know, we end up in therapy, right? So one of the things that women complain about that really bother them in their long-term relationships with their husbands or with their, with their mate, um, is that they don't feel like they're being listened to, right? They feel like their husbands tune them out. (laughs) And for the most part, sometimes some husbands do. They feel like their husbands tune them out. They feel like they have to repeat themselves consistently like they do with their kids, you know, to ask to do something or to get things done. Um, And so they feel like they are nagging and so they get frustrated. But not only do they feel like they're nagging, then the husband feels like they're nagging. And he also gets on the defense because he feels like he's, you know, always being attacked. But the problem is that when you don't feel like you're being heard or you're being listened to, it's extremely frustrating, right? It's extremely frustrating, like to ask for the same thing um, and to kind of be, I don't know, ignored or you don't want to treat your spouse like a child. And, you know, I've been out in public where I've seen and I've heard Um, couples having conversation and confrontation in public. And I really frown down on that. I don't like to see anybody, whether, you know, the man or the woman feel, you know, incompetent or feel embarrassed um, because of the way that their spouse is speaking to them. You know, they're not a child. They're your equal. And there's so many times that I've gone out and, you know, I'll be at the grocery store or a retail store or wherever And I hear the way that a man or a woman, typically, I have to say it's women, um, how they speak to their, their, their husbands or their boyfriends. And sometimes I feel like maybe they don't even realize the tone that's being used. But when you are in public, especially, and you speak to them like that, and then you see the reaction of other people, 
I mean, I think to myself, oh my God, he must be so embarrassed. And usually it doesn't turn into a fight. You know, he doesn't retaliate. Um, but I'm sure that once they get back in the car or once they get, you know, by themselves, that it's it's a discussion. And that incident probably spins off a huge argument, sets the tone for the entire day. So I feel like, you know, when you feel like you're not being heard and you're constantly maybe on the defense because you feel like he's not listening, because you feel like you have to repeat yourself and he's a child, that you speak to him and treat him sometimes like a child. And we have to be so careful to remember that our husbands, our boyfriends, our long-term you know, partners, they're not children, right? Grown-ass man, talk to him that way. Don't let things care- get carried away and kind of, you know, be disrespectful in that way. So that's one of the things that women complain about is that they feel like they're not being heard. Another thing that is very common, we're talking globally here. Um, so basically, globally, any women all across the planet, um, these are things that they definitely have in common, the complaints. So number two, he only wants sex. I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, we've always known that men and women think about intimacy very differently, right? Um, and so for men, men are obviously more physical And usually, even if you are maybe not in a good place with each other um, and you attempt to be intimate with your partner, more than likely, he's going to reciprocate. He's going to be intimate with you. It's not going to be, there's not going to be any blockage, usually no, you know, denying. Um, And that's typically how men are because they need to feel physically wanted and they need to feel that physical intimacy. Now, women love to feel intimate as well. I mean, I love to be intimate with my husband, but women are built very differently, you know? And emotionally, if I'm not in a good place with you in our relationship, I literally don't want you near me. Like if we are not in a good place, being intimate, being physical is not a priority to me. It's like, in my mind, we have to fix what's going on first in order for me to be connected to you when we're physical. And so I don't crave the physical when we're not in a good place, whereas a man would be kind of okay to give in to the physical, even though you're not in a good place, right? And so because of that, if we're not emotionally there, We feel like that's all he wants. You know, you know that there's problems. You know that you guys are not getting along right now. And there's issues that need to be kind of ironed out. But he wants to be physical. And your head is just not in the game. It's not there. And so you you think, oh, he just takes me as a piece of meat. Oh, he just wants to have sex. He just cares about having sex. And so we become defensive. We become, you know, irritated at the fact that he actually wants to be with you physically. And so that is another thing that women definitely complain about. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're in that headspace as a woman, we men think that we're holding out purposely. And I don't even think that it's purposely. I just feel that women and men look at things very differently when it comes to sex. Um, and so, you know, when, when if that's what they feel, they feel neglected and sure, they're going to feel rejected, right? 
So that is definitely um, one of the complaints that women have. Another complaint that women have about their husbands is that he doesn't appreciate how hard I work. And I feel like this is something that I don't know if it's something they do purposely or, you know, because boys are raised to believe that, you know, they should be the head of the household. They're the provider. They're the strong one. And I feel like sometimes women get overlooked in their relationship for the actual hard work that they put into their relationship. I mean, there's some husbands that are great and some boyfriends that are great with recognizing that, you know, she does a lot. You know, she's the the center of our family. Without her, things would fall apart. But there's other times that they may feel that way, but they don't say it. And so the woman feels that she's being overlooked and that you know, she's not being appreciated for all the hard work that she puts into it, whether she's a stay home mom and has to raise the kids, you know, at home. And she is, you know, the domestic one who's doing the laundry, keeping the house clean, keeping everything running, whether that's the situation or whether she, you know, leaves the house to physically go to work or she works from home or she is an entrepreneur where she's basically, you know, running her own show, which is being an entrepreneur is such a lot of work. And, you know, if you have on top of that a family, then you feel like you have to be on top of everything. I remember when I was raising my young family, you know, the three boys, they always had sports. One was always playing at a very high competitive level. And the other two would play more of the house league. And so their schedules weren't as, um, wasn't as crazy. Um, but yeah, you still had to get them to soccer. You had to get them to hockey. You had to pick them up from cross country. You had to arrange, you know, carpools. Um, you know, you have to remember picture day. You have to remember your dentist appointments and your medical appointments. There's so many things that a woman does and they do this naturally as part of just who they are, they step into the role of whatever they need to be, whether that's wife, whether that's homemaker or mother or, you know, boss, employee, whatever role that needs to happen, we just step into it. And we acquire so many different roles. And sometimes I feel like we give so much to what we do that yes, our husbands or our partners can overlook or make us feel like they're overlooking the hard work that we put into it. You know, they also are going out to work and they're working and they come home and usually everything is done or most things are done because you've just managed that. Women are champions. You know, we just we just maneuver that way. A lot of us don't ask for help. We just get things done. And if we do ask for help, we expect you to help because we're already carrying a heavy load because we've assumed so much. And it's not that, you know, our husbands or, or, or partners expect that from us. We've almost trained them to, um, yeah, expect it. We've also, we, we've trained them to understand that this is how we are. This is what we do. And so sometimes I think that they can kind of overlook it, not purposefully and not in a bad way or meaning to be, you know, in in a negative way. But I think it's just, they kind of take it for granted that this is who we are. But at the same time, we want to know that we are being recognized for 
being who we are, for stepping up, for doing all of these things. We don't want, you know, to be necessarily patted on the back. But at the same time, you want to know that your partner is definitely on board with you and appreciates what you do, right? So that is definitely another thing that women tend to um, get upset about when they go to therapy, things that they talk about. The fourth thing that I have on my list is that he doesn't compliment me. And this is a huge one because I think it's so true when you're in a long-term relationship I think because you've gone through, you know, all those stages of like infatuation and feeling that craziness for each other. And sometimes I think as the relationship moves on, everyone changes, you know, physically, emotionally, we're all growing, we all evolve. And when you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes you begin to overlook um, compliments, right? Whether we've changed Physically, maybe we've gained some weight, maybe we've gone gray, maybe, you know, whatever the situation is, we've kind of just adjusted to who our partner is. And it doesn't mean that we're not still in love or physically attracted. But I think sometimes, especially as women, we do ourselves no favor by putting it out there that we don't want to hear anything from them. We don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't need to hear anything from you. I know I'm really bad that way because my husband is very honest. If I put on an outfit and I say, honey, how do you think I look? If he doesn't feel that the outfit is flattering on me, if he doesn't feel that the color, you know, is, is um, flattering or it doesn't suit me well, he's going to tell me. He's not that guy who's going to be like, oh, that looks great. No, he's not that guy. If I put on a certain shade of lipstick that he does not like, he's going to be like, I don't like that lipstick color on you. He's very honest. And a lot of the times, you know, you have to have that personality where you're accepting to that. And I know that as a younger version of myself, when he did make comments that way, um, I felt like he was always only pointing out the negative, right? I was never getting a compliment when I felt I looked really good or when I could tell that I dressed up, we're going out and I could tell that he felt that I looked really good just because of the way they look at you. And you can see that they have that admiration, you know, that smile. But he would never really say, oh, God, you look good. And sometimes I just want to hear that. You know, women want to be complimented. And I feel like maybe too often, you know, we shut them down before they can even start. And so they kind of avoid even talking to us about appearance or giving us compliments. And that's not a good thing. I think that's really a lack of communication. And um, on both sides, I think it's something that can definitely be worked on because everyone wants to feel that their partner is into them. Everyone wants to feel that their partner notices things. You know, the worst thing is to come home with like, let's say a brand new hairstyle and your partner says nothing to you. It's like, do you even look at me? You know, do you even notice me? And I think it's super important. So I think what needs to happen is in those situations, I think we need to slowly kind of welcome conversations about things like that. You know, like, honey, do you like my hair? I went to the hairdresser today. Do you like it? Or, you know, I just bought this new blouse. What do you think? Like, I think if you introduce it that way and have conversation that way, um, where you're inviting him to have, you know, an opinion, 
and you are welcoming to it, I think things could definitely change where you find that he does pay more attention and he does compliment you. You know, it's so funny because I really used to think that my husband kind of overlooked things. The older that I got, I thought, you know, he wasn't really paying attention to me, but he really does pay attention to me. He knows me inside and out. You know, he'll be like, oh, I like your colors that you chose for your nails or your toes. And I'm like, oh, you actually noticed that? Or, you know, whatever the case is, or I like your hair, you know, you did it differently. So I feel like they, they definitely watch you. They definitely see you. But sometimes they're just afraid to give you compliments about your appearance because it, they don't know how it's going to be taken, right? So that's another complaint that women definitely have. Um, another complaint, number five, that women have is that they don't make time for each other. So they feel their husbands don't purposely make time for them. You know, at the beginning of a relationship, we always want to be together. We always try to book out time. You know, what are you doing Thursday night? Can I take you out to dinner? You know, you're in the courting stage and you purposely plan time for each other. And of course, as the stages of love rolls forward, life happens. You know, life happens. You have different events, different things that happen and the relationship evolves, and then you kind of, you're stuck with each other. You live together, you know, you're always seeing each other. You kind of overlook the fact that you still need to be a couple. You still need to spend time, quality time together. Whether or not you have grown kids, whether or not you have been together for years, and, you know, you're both busy doing your own work, your own business, your own whatever, when you come together, you need to make sure that there is quality time being spent. And quality time, I mean, everybody's quality time looks different, right? For couples, some couples literally have date nights, you know, once a month or twice a month. They'll get together, they'll get dressed up, they'll have a date night, whatever that date night looks like to you, and they'll hang out just as a couple. You know, if you're at home, and you are in the same space, you know, if the kids go to bed, or if you want to hang out when it's more quiet, you know, instead of you being in the living room, and him being, you know, in his office, or in the basement, whatever the case is, find time to be together. And together can mean just laying on the couch and cuddling, watching TV, it could be just having a conversation about your day, you know, pardon me, there's so many different ways that, you know, togetherness and, and scheduling time for each other looks in everyone's relationship. It's all very different, but it's necessary. And so women add that to their complaint that they don't feel that their partner um, purposely plans time to be with each other as a couple. And the last thing that is on this list where it is global, um, that women feel the same, is that they don't feel that they're being emotionally supportive. So they don't feel that their husbands are supporting them emotionally. And again, that is definitely a huge communication breakdown, I feel. You know, she'll feel that she isn't, you know, that you're not in tune with her or that he's not in tune with her um, and that he doesn't know her love language or what her needs are. You know, they're being overlooked, right? And he feels probably rejected because he probably feels that he can never do anything right or say anything right. And so why bother? So 
because of the communication breakdown, both of each, both of them don't feel that they're being supported, but she feels like emotionally, you know, he's just not there to support her. And that could be a really huge thing because when that continues to wear and tear on a relationship and it doesn't get discussed, it doesn't get looked at, it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not worked on, that can really bring down a relationship especially for women, because women need to know that they are supported emotionally. They need to know that they, you know, their partner understands their needs and wants to fulfill their needs. And so that can definitely cause a huge problem. So those are the top six things globally that women tend to complain about in long-term relationships with their husbands, with their boyfriends, with their significant other. And you know, we've always said that men are from Venus, women are from Mars, something like that. And for certain things, it is definitely true because our brain pattern just thinks differently. And I think that, you know, of course, every relationship is different, but I feel that a lot of these things definitely have to do with communication, communication, communication. It is so important to communicate. And a lot of times people, you know, they either don't really know how to properly communicate their feelings um, because maybe they don't know how it's going to be received. Um, But a lot of the times, if we just give each other a break and have a conversation about what is not making us happy or things that we would like to see changed and things that you can work on together to meet each other halfway to get that, you know, connection back on track and make sure that you're maintaining that long lasting relationship that you both work so hard for. Um, I think if we give each other a break to have those conversations, we'd be pleasantly surprised you know, pleasantly surprised. So on that note, I'm going to say, don't give your husband or your man such a difficult time that he feels he can't talk to you or communicate with you in a way that is your love language that will, you know, maybe possibly easily fix things and get things back on track. Be open, you know, be descriptive with what it is that you need. You got to think about it. You've been with this person for a long time. There should be nothing that you can't speak about. And so it's important that you open those doors of communication, but do it in a way that is respectful, do it in a way that is loving and that is guiding him to a better understanding of what your needs are. So hopefully that resonated with someone out there or hopefully with all of you, if you feel that there's anyone that, you know, could do um, with listening to this, please share it. Absolutely. And as always, if you ever want to let me know what's going on, you can, you know, tag me in your comments on Instagram. It's carleenross.author on Instagram, or you can email me at icarleen at rogers.com. I hope everyone has a splendid week. Stay blessed, stay safe. Until next time.